0: Let me just recap us. A, dare. a dare.
1: What about dad? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What about Then. What about dad? All righty, everybody. Welcome. The time has come. We are here. We've waited a whole year for this goodness to just drip over our bodies and our souls. I've Point aged. <laughs> like a fine wine, Jen. Aww. Like a fine or a fine whiskey in this case. <laughs> uh, Wynonna Season 3 is upon us, children. I am uh, I'm just so happy that it's back. Good TV is back on television. Anyways, um Jen How are you? I'm like, how are you?
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm great. How am I? I'm great. I'm really excited to be here today. Podcasting, starting over, starting a new season. It's like back to school day. I got my my (laughs) brand new headphones on. I'm ready. So, first episode. uh, Obviously. It was written by Emily. And we are put in the center of action from the very beginning. First image of the season two is that of Winona, and she's riding a bull carelessly,
1: freely, drinking. (laughs) Carelessly. You know, and that's the best part about just Winona in general. And her, you know, that's what the image is that we get. This beautiful woman on this bull just riding and spilling, you know, nasty-ass beer all over her body and just throwing up and being a hot mess. And it's to remind us that, hey, I'm no longer pregnant. I'm no longer weighed down. I'm no longer, um, you know, I'm, I'm mobile now. And I think that's actually pretty damn, pretty damn nifty. Um, something I wanted to bring up, you know, just in general of this over uh, overall tone of the show that I was totally down for this season, they are really embracing their lighting. Um, I, they are. They're doing a lot of theatrical lighting. Uh, and they also, at least when I see it, it's very reminiscent of the comic books that they are based off of. You know they're using a lot of the same color schemes, um, muted colors, purples, um, tans that kind of have that um, kind of pinkish powder look to it, which I thought is super cool. We see Nicole and Waverly that beautiful lighting, natural lighting, in their bedroom or in her bedroom, and it just it just reminds you of like just the awesomeness of their lighting department and then the cinematography as well. And seeing that landscape. And reminding us where we are, I just thought it was freaking awesome. And
0: what I really enjoyed was the opening sequence. After you realize that they're not just on, they're, that they're not—it's not just Winona. She's not partying by herself. She's actually kind of working, and she's not the woman she was last year with alcohol. And it pertains to alcohol. She's actually on the job. And then we have this really fun roundup as the team works together. We get we get Waverly and Nicole on a perch. Being adorable with guns, dolls. He's 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 incognito. He's undercover. He's doing his secret agent man business, helping to bust these revenants. And then we have a whole team coming together. Even Jeremy manages to get a sign and smash it over the head of one of the bad guys. All the WWF, right? Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then we get the big reveal this season, the big changes of this season. Season three, the changes. Waverly, her bangs. Jeremy, his (laughs) mustache.
1: His big boy (laughs) stash. His big boy stash. You know what's actually funny? The fact that Dolls also has like a tiny, like, European stash. And I'm like, what's happening? Why does everybody have mustaches right now? Like, everybody wants to be Doc. um, also, Nicole's, like, looking fetching and lovely and, like, like, what is up with...
0: Nicole looks like Alex Danvers' right? little
1: sister. <laughs> right, AD's you know, little sister. You it's so true, but it's so cute.
0: And From I'm just like, mista. how are you guys
1: so attractive even further <laughs> this year? Like, that's so unfair.
0: I need an Alex Danvers, Nicole no, Lordy. crossover. Just
1: them, like, meeting.
0: <laughs> I need them to be like, you're my sister. And I'd be like, oh, my God, mind blown. This makes
1: so much sense. Yeah. Oh, so we start off with seeing that cute way hot moment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and how precious is that? I love the fact that they, and we kind of talked about this a little earlier, how they, you know, re- recap what happened. They are like, oh, you know, I have had a dream you were married. I had a dream you were making out with a hot revenant. And <laughs> it's like. I'm glad we can laugh at it. I'm glad we can take some levity in it, even though it was serious. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting.
0: Nicole and Waverly in the first two minutes we we, we get a sense that they've they're stronger than ever before and that they've mm-hmm. moved past a lot of the drama, the large things that kept them fighting in season two. So it looks like that the set the tone of the Way Hot mm-hmm. movement season three is going to be them being on the same page and just ridiculously working together as a team. Ah, okay. so cute, yeah. girls. Ew, God. you. <laughs> <Ew. All right. laughs> so cute. And then the next mo the, uh, the next thing we have, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I guess you know what I'm gonna start with, because he's not. I'm gonna start with Doc if that's all right with you. Yeah, good. Doc Holiday. Okay, so we have the character of Doc and Doc Doc this season. His overarching theme seems to be two things. Uh, Picking up where he left off last season with Wynonna Mm. in terms of they now have family in common. They share a child and they had to give away the child and they gave it up to Gus last year. And he also has this larger internal conflict where last season he seemingly went to hell and he hasn't told anyone about it. And he's now suffering from some form of PTSD from the experience. But the first time we see Doc this season, really in a scene with Winona, they're not really on speaking terms. They're on fighting terms, but not speaking terms. And he's helped her, you know, become a stronger fighter and get her body back after having had a a child. But that's about all in terms of interaction that they've had. Thus far, and it's been about four months.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Doc really was showing that he had, uh, as Jeremy pointed out, like male postpartum. You know, they brought that up briefly, but that's a thing. And he was really suffering from the, the loss of his daughter, or at least the having to give her away. Um, moving on was something that he just wasn't used to in this regard. He has a new sense of mortality. He has a new thing to fight for, and. He kind of felt lost. Doc, This I think this is the first time Doc has felt lost. Yeah, he was on a whale for God knows how long. This was kind of showing that that's his journey to refine himself, reclaim his old life, and remember the Doc holiday that we all kind of know and love. So I think and since we're talking about actually, Doc, I'll, yeah.
0: I'll move right into Jeremy. We weren't really given too much of Jeremy's storyline. Jer- we weren't given a heavy Jeremy storyline in this opening episode, which makes complete sense. Um... But Jeremy is somebody mm-hmm. who is sensitive,
1: and you have a total prediction about Jeremy. What do you think about? Oh, I mean, he has—he definitely has a power. Yeah, for those of you guys who were listening last season, he definitely has um, some type of power uh, or some kind of ability. Like he was like, "I feel like Doc's okay. I can feel it in my gut, in my groin, excuse me." So like, he has some kind of gift. Doc, we just don't know what it is. Jeremy is, is sensitive um, to
0: Doc, and he <laughs> and he can feel it in his groin. This is, this quote in Jeremy. <laughs> But it's good to see him a part of the team and taking action. So I I was going to talk about the conflict of the week, you know, and the conflict conflict of of the week. week. The weekly conflict is that we, that a bunch of, a group, a band, a plethora of vampires arrive into town. Really what it is doing is it's laying down the story elements for the big reveal of the cult of Bolsheir. The vampires aren't necessarily threatening. They're not necessarily scary vampires. They're more like couture, vain, bedazzling, fabulous vampires.
1: <laughs> and what's really interesting about the vampires are is that they—I love the fact that Emily decided to do something different. Um, it wasn't about just sucking blood and eating people, and you know, it was more like we're gonna be. Kind of how the world is now. We're gonna be super vain, we're gonna be like, yeah, you know you love this. Come be my groupie, take my selfies, add me on your insta. You know, it's like one of the they're very social media vampires. That's what it feels like. Social media
0: succubus vampires. Socially sucking
1: vampires. Exactly. And I actually really appreciate the fact that, you know, they glimmered or as Jen likes to call it, bedazzled. They bedazzled. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They and um Shazamed. They wowie. What makes it what makes it scary is that n- the entire town was glimmered ultimately and nobody except for winona and dolls knew that so even though they're not imposing as far as being like oh we're gonna be menacing that power is super scary they're like you guys are all here and it's your last party because we're gonna eat you or sacrifice you and they had no idea so i do and I feel thought like, that was like it was cool.
0: about time Winona earp introduced the presence of vampires it felt like we, this is absolutely a show with the scaffolding for the absurd. And yes, bring on the vampires. It's been too damn long time. I needed them like the second episode, season one. We go from the vampires arriving into town to a crime scene. We are taken into the crime scene and Nicole, she's already there. It's a grisly scene and it appears that everybody at the crime scene has all been murdered at the same time.
1: The thing that was really interesting about um, this scene, having her in there, having her kind of be very concerned and and a little bit rocked, because we know that Nicole's very grounded and stable, and so to show this character kind of uneasy in this, it's like, yeah, obviously people got murdered, you'd be uneasy, but she's a sheriff and she has kind of been trained for these things, and she is uncomfortable about it, you know, which I think is fascinating. Uh, her saying that the bodies were organized a certain way, that they were all killed at the same time because there's no murder weapon. Everybody has kind of the same rate of decay, if you will. And, you know, it's that idea that like people are getting cut into and she can tell that they didn't see it coming. That thing is with Nicole, I think it's really interesting because she's going to have the biggest, I think one of the biggest arcs in this season. And we've all been waiting for her backstory to know who she's, you know, where she comes from. We get this revelation at the end of the show that she may be the only survivor of this cult, this cult that's been spanning for decades and decades where people just a group of people just die. So if it's possibly a killing that they are not in control of, or it's a powerful killing or whatever, why is Nicole, um, why is she impervious to it? Why didn't she die? Why does she not remember? What is all the deal? So, you know what is going on I, what i'm curious is about nicole's timeline
0: what we know and what we don't know we know that now she survived this cult-like attack was she or her family members members of the cults i'm interested in seeing what these followers might look like or who is committing the violence on behalf of Balcher. i i'm totally into cult storylines i can't wait to see what happens and i'm really really interested in to see why why was she the only survivor she's like harry potter um and why doesn't she remember it what's what happened to her memory and who's messed with her memory and i'm a sucker for a good old-fashioned amnesia line storyline so if somebody screwed with nicole's memory and she doesn't remember what happened i can't
1: wait for that like sign me up i'm yeah it's gonna be very interesting because i mean she's been this like why is she uh why is she so important to this cult or whatever why did she run away who knows i love the fact that when they're glimmered in the party and she's with waverly and she goes oh i'm so worried um about watching you be you know eaten i could i don't know if i could watch you and she goes Well, I'm not a victim. I'm I'm a survivor. And then she goes, "I'm the survivor." Mm. So that's going to be really, yeah, definitely giving a clue, showing that. And I thought that was really um, fabulous. Really quickly skipping because we just I just mentioned that, um, you know, uh, that party. The party was awesome, having all these people there, and um, eventually having dolls find Winona in a casket. You know what I'm saying? and busting out in this awesome buffy-esque you know killing spree which was so freaking fun and perfect for winona Earp. you know it just made so much sense it was entertaining as well the tone the tone
0: of that fight scene was absolutely nail on the head um i love that (laughs) one of my favorite winona isms in the, in the whole episode is when Nona's like bust in mm. and she's like I'll tell you what to eat a dick <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and it's just like oh man that's pretty legit I'm here for it um, I just I love that whole thing I love how you can shoot the vampires you can stab them but it loosens the hold of the person they glimmered which I thought was great um, all of that was just a really cool visual and I thought that was really fun um backtracking a bit to two other characters that we wanted to mention uh, mama Erb. i feel that i was excited because it's anne of green gables and i can't wait i
0: am always here for a strong mother storyline and in fact i can't wait for her to become uncrazy so we can get into her character a little bit more I feel like you don't cast Anna Green Gables national Canadian treasure. Uh, <laughs> Megan follows <laughs> Megan <those> follows, follows <laughs> into an episode and then just make her crazy for the whole season. You got to give her some deep background character information.
1: Um, I think she might be crazy the whole episode, uh, the whole season. Like, I think less crazy, but like maybe crazy like a fox. I think she she could be crazy like a be, fox,
0: but like I, I think yeah. I think I can't wait to see. Here's the thing. I can't wait to see her bust out, or who bust her out. She's not going to yeah. remain in one, she's not going to remain in jail, incarcerated. She's not going to remain there. She, that was just her beginning, so I can't wait to see where she goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, some really good stuff, even from the few moments that we saw. You know, I saw a lot of uneasiness with uh, Winona in talking to her mom, and, you know, I, I was actually surprised, and I told Jen this early that Winona knows less about what's going on with her mom than we thought possibly because yeah, we thought oh she knows where she is Oh my gosh, so she must have known where she is what she was doing She's been keeping tabs when all Winona knows is that she went to this institute and Willa probably knew the same thing and they were told to keep that secret from Waverly, so I found I find that really uh, Interesting and knowing that she doesn't really know if her mom's crazy. She thinks she's as crazy as everybody She doesn't know she's probably sane you know, she doesn't know. So I think it's gonna be great to watch her figure that out with us as well. Cause normally we have the background characters, the other characters kind of figuring things out so they can be our eyes and tell us, but we get to go on this particular part of the journey with Winona, which I think is, is quite fascinating. Um, yeah, so. In what way is she connected to the cult of
0: Bolsher? I think that clearly it was probably him or one of his people, or we don't know who yeah. his followers are, or who's killing for him. Could either the, the middle management mortifier or Belcher him or herself is the person responsible maybe for these voices in the in the uh, that that she's hearing? And you also brought up a really interesting connection mm. between her and Nicole, the mother and Nicole.
1: Yeah, um, having them. The mother says that she hears the voices. There's something talking to her. Well, when Nicole was trying to go through the crime scene, was like kind of just picking through it. She goes, yeah, I've heard that name before. I, you know, I thought I heard this voice that kind of told me what it was. And I wasn't sure if she was talking about her inner voice. I was like, hey, remember this memory? Or if it was an actual voice. So there might be a a connection there. Another connection that I just completely forgot. And it was freaking brilliant writing because it was so specific. There is a clarification that Mama Ert makes to Winona in the jail. She goes, Balshar, you know, the one who put a curse on the family she goes, no, he put a curse on the herbs. Mm, yeah. What's the difference between the herbs and the family? What does that mean? So she didn't curse the family, he cursed well, the herbs. What well, what does she's that mean, not a, you she's know? Not,
0: she, she did, did, did Mama Earp, do we know for sure that she married Papa Earp? <laughs> Were she really married? I mean... Because if she wasn't, then why would I she be know. an Earp?
1: She could just be like a baby mama. Um... Well, who knows? And that's the thing. It's like, what does that mean? Same with Bobo saying, oh, uh, I didn't say Waverly's my daughter. I said she's kin. So they're very specific on labels. So when she says he's at, he put a curse on the herps, not the family. So maybe Waverly is not cursed because she's technically not an herp, but she is family. Does that make sense? Um, I think that it'd be really interesting for um i think i don't know i just think it'd be really interesting for waverly to be kind of the curse breaker if you will because she's not an herb and because she see oh that's maybe also why Bosher really needs her and why when we see her get pulled out of this car accident later in the episode that it's her getting pulled out not winona you know maybe there is that um that link you know at the end of the day
0: I would say we didn't learn much more about her lineage yet in this episode. That still remains to be seen. And, and that was something we were just... That was actually a prediction we made last season. We, th- we were predicting by the end of season two we would know
1: more about her. But we still don't know. So now it's become this two-season arc that we have no yeah. idea about. But I think we're getting closer. And I think there's a lot more clues being dealt. And I think once Mama Earp gets on the scene, we're going to find out more things. Um, And one of our, uh, real quick, one of our last people that we want to talk about was Dolls before we get to the very, very end of this episode. I really think that this season they're going to focus on Dolls, Nicole, and that kind of thing. I love that when um, Winona's asking for the records for her mom, Dolls kind of has her back. And he's like, she's an agent and she's a this, that, the other. And he goes, who is that? And she goes, my boss. And he goes, my partner. And I think that's really great that he made the distinction of like you're I'm no longer in charge of you. We're equals I think this season as far as um, You know trios go or what you know in the triangle of love Maybe last year was a heavy showing us doc and Winona, to see that possibility and see how that is They have a child together and they build that really heavy bond Maybe this season is going to be more of a dolls and Winona thing, you know, they're fighting she kisses him on the cheek they have that moment in the truck, you know, after he... You know, I, I definitely think the kiss said
0: a thousand words because it was one of those, at the very beginning of the episode,
1: it was so casual, but it also really set a tone. We we're like... Yeah, and I even that in that truck scene where he's picking her up uh, from the hospital or from the mental institution, and they have that quiet moment, and, you know, he goes, I just, I was giving you a moment. I was trying to give you a moment, you know, after the baby. And they have that rec- recognition, if you will, and that moment of, like, you know what happened, I know what happened. And... He's definitely become someone that can be
0: confided in and trusted in a way that Winona had him, and now I think he's going to have more of a storyline with uh, Nicole, and I'm very excited for that. Um, I'm very excited for that. If that's where they want to take dolls, please. I would love
1: to see dolls and Nicole. Oh, crap. You know who we forgot Not to mention? up. Uh, out of all the people cuz there's so many people this season. Contessa. Um I was just a, I was I was absolutely going to talk yeah, about I her next. About that. But I, I, as far as dolls go,
0: I want to say the one weakness in I I think what I see as a weakness in the doll storyline is the whole reptile thing. I know that's a lot to say. He's been a reptile for a very long time, but to what end? You know, last season it was about him being transformed and needing the drug to be injected him to stop the transformation. But I feel like that's kind of simmered off now. And what do you do with this? And so it's like every time something like where the vampires are in town and he's unaffected because he's now a magical being, I just feel like that's a vice, not necessarily a storyline for him. And I feel like I wish he had a little bit more. Because I just don't really see where this reptile storyline is going. I don't think they have a huge plan for it, and now that it's there, it's become just a—it's a, a vice. It's kind of like having another peacemaker uh, instead of a peacemaker. He becomes this thing, and he's unaffected.
1: An I don't know. I think games. they're gonna—I um, think they're gonna address a lot of it because they kind of did. That's why Jeremy was able to be introduced kind of into this um, episode two, where you know he dolls. I mean Doc goes downstairs and he's like making more elixir for dolls after uh, Rosita left her journal or whatever they stole it from her now also in trailers i've seen you know his eyes change colors you can tell there's it's more grave with balshar and all that stuff they might need a beast on their team you know someone who is strong. i guess what i'm saying is i don't see
0: a specific conflict for his character whereas like you have i'm gonna use doc because he's oftentimes used as a counterpart. counterpart. Doc has like Bobo as a huge antagonist, a personal nemesis, you know. Winona has a curse, you know. Waverly has all the lineage. truth and lives. Yeah. Her lineage. What is she, who am I? Yeah, Nicole has um, a backstory. N- Nicole has a past, you know, a weird past, and I feel like I've yet to see a mass beyond the reptilian thing. What? doll's internal struggle emotional struggle is and it, it, it can't always be winona it's got to be something about him that's interesting that I so get. i just in terms of storytelling i feel like he's the the least amount of story
1: being created for so far i get that Th- now that makes sense that that actually does make a lot of sense and i mean who knows we might see it this season but i definitely know that they're gonna use some of that i think that might come in handy um but hopefully. They, they gotta do give, give him that a little, bit, little
0: more. bit more meat. Yeah. A little yeah, more absolutely. story
1: to that, is what I'm saying.
0: Um yeah, but yeah, we could talk about Countessa now. What awesome. do you think?
1: Um I think that um uh, what's her name? Katie. She's was that her name? Yeah, Katie. Um, very cool. I'm here for it. I was like, you better work that skirt, bitch. Yes, Queen. <laughs> she was like, Here's my leg, pow. Here's my other leg, pow. Chantel? No, Chantel, what is Ooh, let me look that girl's name up. Um, But I loved everything about kind of, yeah, Chantel. That's her name, Chantel Riley. I really loved her elegance in the idea of like, you know, she's sassy. I'm here for it. She also gave uh, Doc sass and attitude. I'm also here for that. Um, I liked the chemistry between her and Doc. I think that that's going to be intense it felt intense it felt more intense than him and Rosita for sure I think this might be a counter foil to Winona's chemistry with him I mean nothing's gonna be bigger than Winona because they have a child together but we don't know what the situation was with um her and Doc the thing is she became a vampire and when he saw her he goes what did they do to you you know and she goes nothing that they wouldn't do to you so they have that connection i i don't know i just can't wait to see more of their drama and she's like i came back for you and it's like a whole thing and i'm just like what is happening (laughs) but i'm here for it
0: i'm just saying that of everyone on this show doc has had quite a few of interest i i get it (laughs) like i mean contessa you know, you don't have a Rosita returning, so you insert Contessa, and she's her own character. She will be developed in her own individual way, but the way she comes into the world is through her past Uh relationship with Doc. And so, I don't have too much to say about her now. I'm gonna just wait and let let that evolve if you will, and see what she blossoms into in terms of a character and where she lies on the gray scale of good or bad or being in the squad or out of the squad. I I don't know if you give her a squad quite... Well, I think that she's definitely going to be on the
1: side of good, I mean, from the things that I've seen in the trailers, but who knows how it might be a reluctant friend. Who knows? But I also love the fact that she, mm -hmm. you know, she does the tarot card reading, so maybe she was a tarot card reader before she became... Like, I want to know what her life was before she became a vampire. And then I want to know why she had to become a vampire. Because now they have a vampire in the team. Right. <laughs> like, they're going to yeah. have, they have a, a dragon. <laughs> they have Jeremy's thing. They have the sharpshooter. They have the peacemaker. They have whatever the hell Nicole is. They have whatever the hell Waverly is. And then, you know, Vampire. So I think this, this group is going to, this is, that's why I love this show. Cause it's very much, this moment is very much the comic book. Where it's like, how many weird animals can we get together to be on the same team? <laughs> it's like, all I'm waiting for is a werewolf. And I know that there has been some talk that people want Nicole to be a werewolf. Which would be, which would be cool. I, I think it'd be pretty bitchin'. <laughs> you know, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know, that'd be really, because she's like, I don't remember why I'm a survivor. Really because Nicole it was a full moon. Da, da, da. Like, who knows? I don't know, I'm here for it.
0: I'm glad you're. I'm glad that. I, I guess that leaves us to um, the very end scene. Uh, we have the big. Okay. winona She isn't bedazzled by the vampires, and she's not sure if it is Peacekeeper who's keeping Peacemaker? that from yeah. happening or not. Peacemaker. Uh, Doc was also, just a side note, not affected by the vampires. And we weren't sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if she didn't glimmer him glimmer, or bedazzled. he just glimmer or bedazzled. Too old it's called bedazzles. Thank you. Okay. Um,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, but the biggest moment of the episode, arguably, is Wynona in the last scene when she takes Waverly back to the homestead and tells mm-hmm, her that mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. mother is in jail and that essentially she's been lying to her little sister her entire life. Oh my god. <laughs> Much, yeah. oh, this is so fucked
1: up. and you know and this accumulates in a car accident pretty much yeah
0: and at, but, we don't even get the reaction from waverly we're, we're, we don't get to see her we don't get anything we don't get a response we get a car accident
1: which is i think a brilliant way to end it as opposed to the usual cliffhanger because i don't think any of us even the ones who are pretty good at you know guessing figured a car accident would randomly <laughs> stop that interaction
0: but real quick how do you think that this is going to
1: affect the sister's relationship? Um, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be very hard. I think that um, Winona is going to have to really go through hoops and almost forgive anything that Waverly did last season because of all the things she's doing now. You know, She's like, you let Cludy out. And she's like, well, I guess it's because you love Nicole. And now she's like, you lied to me about our mother forever. And I feel like this is going to play into Waverly's um insecurities of not being an herb, you know she's gonna be like of course you didn't tell me because i'm not an herb, or you know or maybe she's gonna be super pissed and maybe she's like so i could have figured out what the hell i was all these years and none of you told me maybe and hey maybe there might be a moment where she's excited because she goes great now i can know what i am and this person might know what i am or the idea that she has in, her, in her, of her mother Waverly has a, a child's idea of what her mother was because her mother left when she was very young. Willa and Winona might have a different recollection of what her mother is. And when she comes back into the fold, Waverly might be very, very shocked to learn what kind of person her mother actually is, you know? And I think that would be really interesting to see.
0: Yeah. I, I, for me, I feel like Waverly, and I mean, this brings Wynona and Waverly Ah. Oh. It brings the conflict back to the sisters. The Mm Danvers sisters mm -hmm. should take a note. But Waverly has um, now been lied to in her life by her mother, her sister, Nicole, like all the most important people in her life have basically lied to her at one point about some huge information. It sets up quite a bit for the rest of the season. We have so much to look forward to, lots of material. I am fascinated, I can't wait to see waverly and how she deals with this and what happens to this sister this reunited rebuilt relationship is it going to crumble are we going to have a
1: dark season three we'll find out yeah uh, emily Andres went on to say that like this is one of the the happier like funnier kind of comedic episodes so i don't know if we're going to be filled with a ton of these type of episodes um which is both scary and exciting also, Dominique, in an interview, uh, Dominique and, and uh, Kat, they said episodes to look out for is 302, 305, and 307. That's terrifying. So, we shall see. Yeah. Okay. So, now we're going to get
0: on to my favorite part of the episode of doing any podcast, um, I want to do some predictions. Okay, first prediction, Dare. Car accident happened. Everyone's bloody. Heads all cut. Glass everywhere. Um, who pulled Waverly out of the car? Go.
1: I'm thinking it's going to be whatever character that Zillie Palmer's playing. Um, if we think Bubbles in the whale, well, so it's not him. Mama's in the hospital and her. Um, I mean, it could be. Contessa because she ran off in the forest after letting Doc go which by the way where did she go like where was she going she arrived on a bus like why all of a sudden she's like alright I'm gonna go like do you have a house here like I don't understand anyways but (laughs) I thought that was really random but it could be her that pulled her out but I doubt it I think it's going to be um, Zoe Palmer which I just realized might be a cult member and that's why she's crazy in this season so that actually okay, might be Okay, so
0: your prediction is Zoe Palmer's. Palmer. I am going to go with Countessa. There it is. All right, those are our predictions. Next. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Next one. Uh, next prediction. What do you, what, do, what are you, oh, I guess next question. What are you most excited for this season based off what we saw? Go. Nicole's
1: backstory and the mother's Um reveal and that whole mother thing
0: okay um me i would also say i'm very excited about nicole's backstory i can't wait to see why she survived a cult i have my own wild fantasy prediction and i will tell you that next and as always i enjoy a good mother storyline can't wait for that going to be great dream wishes (laughs) i guess i will start this category it is my dream wish that Anna Silk and Zoe Palmer end up being Nicole's hashtag moms. Two moms. Hashtag lost girl moms <laughs> from her past that she now only remembers. And also, I feel like, okay, I was talking to you. This is my wild prediction, all right, that Nicole's timeline doesn't hasn't really been explained yet. So she was in a cult or she was involved in a cult or so there were some cult killings and she happened to survive. I don't know when that happened, but it happened. I, and then she married some broad from last season, and I can't, in my conscience, think that they had her married to some other woman last season for one, for just one-off episode. I don't think that the show doesn't not return to things and build into these kind of storylines. So I think whoever Nicole married that woman from last season—I hardly remember her—is um, going to play a part in Nicole's storyline this season. That said, Nicole can't remember what happened with the cult. So I was like, Nicole has some form of brainwash. That is my... She has, like, power and amnesia cults. PTSD survivors amnesia. And I think this all ties into the wife. There cool. it is. That's um, my prediction. Yeah, I don't
1: really have any wishes um, other than the usual seeing what Nicole's b- backstory is. Um, I think that seeing what Dolls has, what Jeremy has. I really want to see what Jeremy has under his, you know, kind of hat, if you will, because there's something there, and I, I would love to see that. And then Mother and all that entails, you know, really just the Erp women, I think are going to be fascinating. So, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. What are your lows? What's the one thing you didn't like? The only thing, honestly, that I wasn't a fan of in this episode were some of the editing and transitions, which is fine. I get it, but some of them felt a little... Jarring, or like we were missing information. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I my
0: I I would have to agree with that. I would I'll use this as an example. Um, and just my only concern is again probably Dull's storyline and him finding that internal conflict. But when you bring on outside characters and you only have twelve episodes and you know you have big actors coming on and you got to give them something to do, I feel like there's always that one person the win of the show, who has less to do than others, I hope that that does not become Dolls. So that is yeah. what my hopes are, I guess.
1: Um, okay, so that that pretty much wraps everything I wanted to talk about. Anything else, Dan? you know, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe. You know, because we are, you know, getting all this content up. Make sure you guys uh, check out our other recent videos that we have going on. And yeah, hope that you guys have a great day.
0: If you like more content, so we're now doing short videos on our YouTube channel where we are doing 8 Days of Killing eve Uh Short recap of Killing Eve, if you want to check that out there. we th- Our first day is already up. Hope to tune in to us there. Let me just recap us... A dare. a
1: dare.
0: What about that?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What a then. What about that? Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to take us on the go, we are now available on iHeartRadio and iTunes. And if you feel like chit-chatting, feel free to slide on over to Twitter at whatabout underscore dat. Hope to see you soon.